Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our first Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call for 2018. Excuse me, it's the second. We plan to host monthly calls through early June. The next call will be held Tuesday, March 6th at 1 p.m. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of an additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials in the media. I'm Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call are on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil slash rcc slash. They're also linked in today's press release. These calls are placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvibshub.net.unit/usace-nwd. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place your call on hold. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenter's names for today's call will be as follows. Doug Cluck from NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information, Kevin Lau, from the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Mr. John Remus, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with others from his staff. They will be providing an update on current reservoir operations, including the core runoff forecast and the EIS of the reservoir system. We're going to move to slide two, and Doug Cluck can uh, get started. All right. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Good. Uh, well, thank you for inviting me again. Um, let's um, just move on to the next slide, please. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give a quick overview of what has happened or has happened up to this point, and then a little bit of a view uh, into the future, uh, hopefully, in terms of what the climate is uh, and weather is going to be bringing us over the next few months. So first, uh, conditions as they stand more or less today, over the last 30 days anyway, uh, if you look at the left-hand panel there, uh, we're looking at temperature and uh, departure from normal temperatures. So uh, uh, if it's around, uh, uh, if it's a yellow sort of color or even light green, that's pretty close to normal. Uh, you see above normal temperatures sort of back uh, over the Rockies uh, a little bit, but generally the, the Missouri Basin looks near normal over the last uh, 30 days or so, um, as of, I guess, uh, February 4th. Uh, Looking at the panel on the right, uh, that's the precipitation, and that's the percent of normal precipitation over the same period. And you see uh, those darker areas uh, in terms of purple and blue are uh, above normal um, precipitation, uh, whereas the reds and oranges are below normal, um, and uh, in some cases like southern uh, uh, Kansas and the central Kansas uh, and eastern uh, Dakotas, you see uh, uh, pretty good deficits there over the last 30 days. Understand that this is the time of year, at least in the plains, where not a lot of precipitation falls anyway, so it's not hard to get uh, oh, 200% of normal if you get an, uh, an inch or two of uh, actual um, 
precipitation. Not snow, precipitation. So let's go to the next slide. Uh, this is a, a little tells the story a little bit better in terms of, of temperature and precipitation over the last three months, November through the end of January. Anyway, uh, uh, again, temperatures uh, are in the basin, except for Colorado and, and I guess southern uh, um, Wyoming, have generally been. Uh, pretty close to normal. Uh, I know a lot of us have thought, gosh, it sure has, has been cold over the last few weeks and all that business. But uh, when you sort of average it out over, oh, those three months, you, you come up with uh, pretty much a normal uh, normal uh, temperatures. Um, looking, though, at uh, uh, precipitation, it's, it's a little bit of a different story. You see the lower basin. I ho hope you can see the uh, uh, um state borders there, but uh, you can see Missouri, Kansas, uh, most of Iowa, uh, Dakotas, generally speaking, and certainly Colorado, uh, all show uh, uh, major deficits in terms of precipitation over this period. Uh, as you move a little bit further north and west, however, uh, Panhandle of Nebraska, and then north and west from there into Montana, you see uh, uh, quite a bit above normal uh, in terms of snow, and that's that's important, obviously. And others will talk about that in, in terms of the Missouri Basin. So, uh, next slide. You look very closely at these maps because it's, it's kind of hard to see the numbers. But generally speaking, uh, these are uh, basin um, uh, percents of normal of snow water equivalent, not snow depth, but snow water. So if you melted everything down in the columns, is how much water, how much water you would get out of it. So anyway, the the, the real uh, story here is uh, looking to the south again in Colorado, things are not shaping up so well in terms of percent of normal uh, snowpack, if you will. And uh, But as soon as you sort of cross the border a little bit into Wyoming, as, certainly as you get into northwest Wyoming, uh, and all of all the way through uh, Montana, you see above normal, over 100% of normal um, snow water equivalent in their snowpack up there. Just uh, just for um, fun, I guess you could say, you could look back at last year. It looked like a sort of a flip flop of uh, conditions we had last year. Although Montana wasn't that bad off last year, uh, if you remember correct, if you remember very well, last year uh, uh, Wyoming had uh, historically high uh, s snow water um, and precipitation throughout their winter and early spring. Just uh, just to show you a comparison from last year on the right to this year on the left. Next slide. Snowpack across mainly the plains here is uh, the gray area is uh, again this is a snow water equivalent so if you'd melt all the snow down uh, this is how much water you get out of it. Uh, at trace to one inch over all the gray area, which is by and large most of the Missouri Basin as as we uh, know it. Uh, what is this? As of yesterday, eastern Montana, central Montana, all that area um, has a bit more, two to four inches uh, across some of their uh, lower elevations. And of course, the mountains are, are much higher than that. But uh, but not a, not a huge snowpack in the plains, uh, I guess, to worry about this time. At this time, next slide. Okay, now we're going to shift into uh, a little bit of the outlook angle, and we're talking about probabilities here. Uh, probabilities of above and below temperature and precipitation on the left temperature, and this is only for uh, next week, basically uh, February 13th through the 19th. We're really looking at sort of a, uh, I, I would almost call it a very average pattern in terms of temperatures. Um, not hot, not cold sort of what we should expect in February 
for that week in terms of temperatures. In terms of precipitation, uh, there's a there's a leaning towards uh, dryness over most of the basin uh, centered on Nebraska. You see that 40 uh, of ISO Hyatt there, but uh, near normal to below normal uh, for that week. And then we can go on to the next slide. So the, the February in total uh, outlook sh shows a, a propensity for below normal temperatures stretching from eastern Montana uh, in, down to, uh, to, to western Iowa in terms of this Missouri basin. There's greater chances for that area to be a cooler than normal. Uh, then a, a, a large area of equal chances of uh, below or above normal, and then above, better chances for above normal across portions of, uh, I guess, the extreme southwest part of the basin in terms of Colorado mainly. In terms of precipitation, you have an above normal green area to the to the north, almost uh, the north half of the basin, Missouri Basin anyway. Uh, that sort of slack, those probabilities sort of slack off as you go to the south into Wyoming and certainly Colorado, where actually they need the moisture even more. So uh, that's the February outlook, and then we can go on to the three months. Yeah, uh, sort of the same pattern that we saw from February. This is February, March, and April all sort of combined. And if you average those three months together, what the temperatures would be is on the left in terms of the prediction. And uh, as you can see, uh, that blue area has a leans slightly towards cooler than normal uh, across Montana, then down through the Dakotas and Western Iowa and, and such. So um, again, the north half of the basin maybe, and um, seeing uh, better chances for uh, below normal temperatures, and then uh, to the south, especially the extreme southwest part of the basin, the likelihood of above normal temperatures is higher. Uh, in terms of precipitation, uh, the pattern is uh, similar to February in which we have above normal uh, chances over the, the Rockies for the most part, again, down through central and uh, southern uh, Wyoming. Uh, and then this sort of dry slot that kind of squeaks in here, um, sort of nudges in here, I guess you could say, over eastern Colorado up to Nebraska and Kansas where they actually need quite a bit of precipitation at this moment. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. So next slide. So here's the drought uh, update. The upper left panel is the drought monitor map blown up for the Missouri Basin as a whole. Uh, we still have a few problem areas in uh, Montana and western Dakotas. Uh, these, these areas, although they have gotten snow in Montana, for example, again, this is a time of year where the amounts of precipitation aren't great enough to sort of move that or disintegrate or whatever, remove that uh, drought area up there yet. Uh, there has been some talk lately on, on the drought list about some of that uh, some of that area disappearing maybe next week or the week after, depending upon what happens um, this week. And then there's the big view. Uh, you can see some drought issues beginning to poke up through Colorado, uh, eastern Colorado and Kansas into the basin um, I expect that uh, will get worse, and I'm basing that on uh, the last uh, national map there. It's called the U.S. Seasonal Drought Outlook on the right, showing areas in Col uh, yeah, eastern Colorado, actually all of Colorado and uh, Kansas uh, in the brown, which means the, no one, the prediction is not to get any better, and the yellow areas where they're predicting drought to actually um, get worse, so to speak. So the yellow areas are uh, development of more drought is likely, okay? And then conversely, up to the north, in Colorado, or Montana down to the 
uh, most of the Dakotas, the prediction is for uh, drought to alleviate somewhat over um, those three months. Those three months being the until the end of April, April 30th. Uh, next slide. I think this is it. Yeah, uh, so current conditions, I didn't talk about this too much, but we are under a La Nina uh, situation in terms of the Pacific, which means uh, those maps that you saw for the outlooks for February and the, and the seasonal outlook really um, are heavily weighted based upon this La Nina situation, and it's worked out pretty well so far. Uh, we do have a, a pretty stereotypical La Nina signal in terms of temperatures as well as uh, precipitation across the U.S. this year. So uh, that's, I guess, worked out fairly well. Um, plain snowpack is pretty widespread at the moment, uh, relatively shallow across the area. Mountain, uh, Montana plain snowpack, uh, like I said earlier, averaged two to four inches of, of, of water uh, in terms of water equivalent. Uh, mountain snowpacks above average uh, to the north and below to the south, mainly Colorado. Predictions this La Nina pattern will fade to neutral in the spring. Uh, La Nina and El Nino, for that matter, become less important as we move closer to the summer, by the way. Uh, in other words, we don't put a lot of weight on them as much. And then finally, uh, uh, a couple more points. Likely continue cool north through the early spring uh, and warm to the south, mainly south and west. Uh, warmer than normal, I should say. Uh, better chances for that. And then precipitation leans towards wetter in the northern basin, basins uh, beginning into the spring and then leans uh, dry to the south and west as well. So uh, everything I just pretty much showed you. And I think that's it. So I thank you very much. Thanks, Doug. And we'll move to Kevin. All right. Thank you, Eileen. Again, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I wish to thank the Corps of Engineers for inviting the National Weather Service participation on these calls. Snowpack conditions in the mountains vary from being above average for the Missouri Basin above Fort Peck, as well as for the Yellowstone Basin, to being below average in the Platte River system. By this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated a bit more than 60% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains, and so we still have plenty of accumulating season left and much could change. The February water supply forecast developed by our office uh, was issued yesterday, and that projects a slightly above average runoff volume uh, for 2018 for the Missouri River above Fort Peck, and above average runoff volume for the Yellowstone Basin as well. The North Platte is expected to produce a slightly below average runoff volume, and the South Platte and the Milk River Basins are projected to be well below average. As Doug already mentioned, plain snowpack, while widespread, is very shallow, and the only appreciable plain snow is found in eastern Montana and northeast Nebraska, with snow water equivalents generally being three inches or less in those areas. But again, uh, we're still very early in the season, and much could change in the plains over the next couple of months. Also, as Doug said, it's been a relatively warm and dry fall, and early winter across most of the Missouri Basin, the exception being Montana and portions of Wyoming. Colder than normal temperatures in late December and early January resulted in a deeply frozen ground uh, scenario, but given the uh, dry fall and winter, the soil is not uh, frozen solid, so we don't expect frozen ground conditions to exacerbate 
plains runoff production. Long-range river outlooks issued by the National Weather Service in late January do indicate the possibility of tributary flooding this coming spring. Some isolated flooding is expected in the mountainous areas of Wyoming and Montana due to the snowpack. However, this flooding is expected to be limited in severity and extent. In fact, right now, only two or three locations actually have a greater than 50% chance for minor flooding as it stands. There's also the likelihood of flooding along the tributaries in the south, southeastern third of the basin, including locations in Iowa, eastern Nebraska, eastern Kansas, and the state of Missouri. For much of the Plains area, the warm and dry fall has helped to reduce the probability, extent, and severity of springtime flooding that we're expecting. Springtime flooding in the southeastern third of the basin is driven by thunderstorm activity, and it is typical. Freeze-up ice jamming has already been reported within the basin, however, with no significant impacts. Some flooding due to jam breakup is expected this coming spring. However, exact locations and the level of severity are not known. Ice jamming in the Missouri Basin is not uncommon, and we will continue to monitor the rivers for its occurrence as we move into late winter and early spring. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 15th, and that will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential within the Missouri Basin. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thanks, Kevin, and we'll move to uh, Mr. John Remus. Thank you, Kevin, and uh, um, hello, everyone. I'm John Remus. I'm Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. I appreciate your participation. look forward to working with you in the coming year. Uh, as Eileen mentioned, this is a, a call that's for the congressional delegations, the tribes, states, stakeholders, as part of uh, the Corps of Engineers' efforts following the 2011 flood to uh, be uh, not just communicate more, but communicate more effectively. Uh, flood control remains our priority consideration as we move into 2018. Runoff above Sioux City, Iowa in 2017 was approximately 116% of normal. And all of the flood water stored in the annual flood controlled zones was evacuated on January 15th of 2018 leaving the full uh, flood uh, storage available for 2018 runoff. Uh, as uh, Kevin Lau said, it's, it's important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter and flooding due to spring and summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operations of the mainstream reservoirs. In late December, we posted the final 2018 annual operating plan on our website. And in it, we describe our planned operations of the reservoir system under a wide range of runoff conditions. It is important to note that the annual operating plan is not intended to be a forecast for, coming, for the coming year. Rather, it examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record and provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels that um, may be expected under various runoff scenarios. It also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all eight congressionally authorized purposes, to fulfill our responsibilities to the tribes, and how we intend to comply with the environmental laws, including the Endangered Species Act. In contrast, real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic 
and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Late last week, we posted the February runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our website, and earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we are covering on this call. Now I will ask two of our senior engineers in our, in our office to describe these forecasts in more detail. We will begin with Kevin Stom, who will focus on the updated 2018 runoff forecast. He'll be followed by Joel Kanachinski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current forecast. Kevin. Thank you, John. The 2018 calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri Basin above Sioux City is 26.4 million acre feet, or 104% of average. January runoff was 1.2 million acre feet, which was 153% of average. January runoff was above average in all reaches except the Oahe reach. The above average runoff was caused by a short period of warmer than normal temperatures that led to some plain snowpack and river ice melt. For the February 1 calendar year runoff forecast, the most important factors are recent runoff trends, plains and mountain snowpack, drought and soil moisture conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlook. At this time of year, plains and mountain snowpack provide the best indication of future runoff in the upper basin. And as the snowpack reaches its ultimate peak accumulation, runoff forecasts become more accurate. The plain snow conditions and expected melt are factored into our runoff forecast for February, March, and April. With regard to plain snowpack, about one to three inches of snow water equivalent, or SWE, are present in Montana and northern Wyoming, with up to four inches in some areas of Montana. In much of the remaining upper basin, there are trace to one inch amounts of SWE. Mountain snowpack is the primary source of runoff from May through July in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches. On February 1st, the mountain SWE was 114% of average in the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach and 124% of average in the Garrison Reservoir Reach. Some additional mountain snowfall occurred since February 1st, and as of February 5th, mountain SWE was 124% of average in the Fort Peck Reach and 134% of average in the Garrison Reach. And normally, by February 1st, about 64% of the eventual peak snowpack has accumulated. So in summary today, the 2018 calendar year runoff forecast is 26.4 million acre feet, which is 104% of average. Above average runoff is forecast to continue in February. In March and April, the plain snowpack in Montana is forecast to cause above average runoff in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches. However, drought conditions in the Dakotas will likely cause below average runoff in the lower reaches. May through July runoff in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches will be influenced by the above average mountain snowpack in both reaches. Now we'll move on to slide 19 and Joel will discuss the February Reservoir System Regulation Study. Thank you, Kevin. <clears throat> Next slide. Reservoir system storage, on January 15th, the reservoir system storage reached 56.1 million acre feet, which is at the base of the annual flood control zone. This means that all the stored 2017 floodwaters have been evacuated from the system. 
Currently, the system storage is at 56.3 million acre-feet or 0.2 million acre-feet into the 16.3 million acre-feet of available flood storage. Releases from Gavin's Point were held steady at 21,500 cubic feet per second through mid-January before being slowly reduced to 18,000 cubic feet per second by the end of the month. Releases from Gavin's Point are expected to remain near that rate through February. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 cubic feet per second in December in anticipation of the river freezing in. After stages in the Bismarck area stabilized, releases were gradually increased to the current release of 25,000 cubic feet per second and will remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. The monthly studies for the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Turning to slide 21, and looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck and Garrison are 0.5 and 1.4 feet above the base of their flood control pools, while Oahe is one foot below the base of the flood control pool. All three reservoirs are forecasted to be at or just above the base of the flood control pool by March 1st. Moving on to slide 22, the navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15 system storage. Under the basic simulation, we will be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases will range from approximately 27,000 to 32,000 cubic feet per second. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1 storage check and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stem dams in 2017 was 9.5 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to a long-term average of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2018 with the basic simulation is 10 billion kilowatts per hour, or 10 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to slide 23, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This web page gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Just a couple of things here I want to wrap up. As uh, Kevin and Joel pointed out, the uh, uh, 2017 uh, flood water has been uh, evacuated, and we reached the base of the flood control uh, zone on January 15th, making the entire flood control zone available for 2018 runoff. And I do want to say, I mentioned the uh, annual operating plans uh, was posted on our webpage. We are going to have our spring meetings, and they're scheduled for the week of April 16th. We're in the initial planning stages, and as the dates and times and venues become finalized, we'll send out some press releases 
I post information on our website, and we will also discuss these on the March 6th call as well. With that, that includes the Corps of Engineers' remarks. Thank you very much, and it's back to you, Eileen. Thank you. Uh, slide 24 shows the date and time for our next call, which is March 6th at 1 p.m. And slide 25 lists today's speakers. If you wish to participate in next month's webinar, please RSVP to me, Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N dot L dot Williamson, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N, at USACE dot Army dot Mill. We're continuing to transition to a new webinar system, and the slides are available on our website. All right, thank you for your participation. The next call is scheduled for 1 p.m. on Tuesday, March 6th.